This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are out of February and into March. Lovely, balmy, warm March. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and you're tuning into the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We're available every week on YouTube video and podcast audio and tonight we are live. We want to hear from you in the chat. We've got plenty of questions for you but doing the bulk of the heavy lifting as always on this show. Seb Brown, how are you mate? Good week. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm good. I can't tell if your intro is sarcastic or not. Is it cold down there or are you being <laughs> genuine? It's, it's, it's cold. It's, oh, is it? Okay. That's a weird role reversal because it's fine up here, but I was a bit caught short at MK last week when I went down there. So for once, the north has got the nice weather. You're on the right side of the wall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm, I was thinking it was getting light now, which is great. And you kind of, uh, the season's just gone in light in a, like, in a flash, isn't but, it? Where in March, we're in the home, home straight, I guess you could say now. But don't you love, I love football this time of year, March, when it's oh, not yeah. too hot to be it's in the warm. stands, but it, yeah, it's light and it's sunny and it's got that kind of, those big game feels that we've had in the past. I, I do very much enjoy football coming into this time of year. Yeah, first world problems, eh? It'll be warm <laughs> at some point, I'm sure. We, I, we need to figure out what the groundhog did, didn't we, in Punxsutawney or something like that? But <laughs> hey-ho, um, we're going to say hello to the folks in the chat. Lee, good to have you with us. Uh, Paul, uh, this is the biggest month of the season until the next one. Yeah, FPL yeah. Tractor. Great to have you with us as well. Bluey, evening peeps. Ashley, good to have you with us as well. David, um, good to have you too. And Eric Clacton, hello, Lionel Richie, hello. Is it me you're looking for? Well, great to have you with us. As always, um, when we go out live, we want to hear from you if you've got any insights on Burton, if you've got any insights on Ipswich, any opinions, predictions, etc. We want to hear from you. Um, Stephen, good to have you with us. And FBO Tractor, flattering us, Seb, the Bent and Coochie of the pod. Who's who? Who's who? Who's, who's going who? on to bigger You're doing the heavy lifting. things You're at a higher level and who's probably punching above their weight? I think we all know the answer. Wow. Article. Well, there you go. But give us your I thoughts in the I chat. Didn't say it was, I didn't say it was me. I, I was just probably saying. not for us to say, I guess. Probably not for us to say. Uh, thank you, FBR Tractor, for dividing the team. It's like we <laughs> what we did to Kings of Anglia, didn't we, with Andy? Um, <laughs> yeah. Divide and conquer, as it were. Uh, John, good to have you with us as well. We um, 
we're going to recap February before we um, jump into Burton. And some things to get mulling um, in the chat is we want a, a safe prediction for the month of March. Could be a score prediction, a goal prediction, a selection prediction. It could be something completely barmy and a risky prediction one where the odds won't be particularly good but if you if it comes off you look like a freaking genius so a safe prediction and a risky prediction if you want to indulge us in the chat we'll have a go ourselves but seb let me talk you through february and you can give me your take on things um started with cambridge and we were all very down on our luck and very miserable weren't we um you were at burnley um, to see us um, almost triumph there, or at least take the fight to Burnley. And um, it seems like Fleetwood almost did similarly um, the other day as well. We had Sheffield Wednesday at home, the two will draw there, coming from two behind. Uh, generally positive, but I guess if you're one of those people that's after the autos, then you have to beat those kind of teams. And then we have Crystal Rovers in there as well, this nought nought churny Dirged, turgid, I don't even want to say now, <laughs> a wage draw with Bristol Rovers. And and then the, the month has kind of turned for us, isn't it? Forest Green 4, yeah. MK Don's 1-0, three clean sheets in a row, two wins on the bounce. Um, and we go into March with some positivity. Give us your take on things. We do, don't we? Yeah, going into March, it's so much rosier than it was after those first few games of the of the season. I think if you factor in the cup tie, I, even though I know we lost there 2-1, I see that as a massive positive for the month because it was a really good performance and it kind of showed what we can do, you know, if we if, if we need to. I guess if you're looking for automatics, then you probably want two two points per game. We fell just short. I think we got nine points from the five games. We shall yeah, fell just short of that. Um, Cambridge, as we all know, was a, you know, a real didn't turn up on the day it was a, a really poor performance lucky in some ways to get the point with the missed penalty uh, that obviously Walter Walton saves the, the Wednesday game I know positive to show a bit of you know character and come from 2-0 down but you know I, like you said if you've got designs on the autos you need to be winning that and I was concerned for that first what was it 30-40 minutes where we really couldn't string two passes together and struggle to turn up. Bristol Rovers was very similar. We never really got going. And then it completely changes, doesn't it? And all of a sudden, that's the the great thing about football is that, you know, we can go from being, you know, fairly down on our luck and thinking, you know, we're going to have to fight for fourth or fifth in the playoffs here to suddenly it's back-to-back wins. It's three clean sheets on the bounce. We've got two home games to come against sides that we should be beating before we go into these difficult kind of games. So, yeah, the, the month overall is very much, for me, a month of two halves. Fell slightly short of where we could have been. However, looking at the the trajectory of you know not conceding goals anymore kind of you know we're not really giving away chances anymore we're going back to being much much harder to beat apart from mk dons for the first 10 minutes but apart from the 10 seconds at mk dons yeah all of their chances concentrated in a minute yeah where they where they couldn't score and hit the post from a yard or whatever so yeah going into march it's a great upward trajectory very much a month of two halves and just fell short of where i wanted us to be what's your overall take on it what do you think yeah, I, I think the the month of two halves thing definitely rings true for me. I was just going to bring up, um, I can't do it on the screen because I'm not dexterous enough and I'll definitely inadvertently disappear out of the stream and you'll have to do it on your own like Garth from Wayne's World. I'm Panic. having a good time. But worth noting that uh, but, uh, we are eighth in the form table. We're unbeaten in the last six. But you look at Plymouth who have got two defeats in their last six yep. and haven't won in their last two that's that's interesting, I guess, for the automatics. Like you There's said, that, that's that's the big positive, isn't it? We've clawed back. What was it? Nine points, ten points. They were clear of us. All of a sudden, it's five. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of game on. So yeah, in the last week or two, that's very much a, a you know a, a reason to be more thankful on the upper trajectory as well. We are closing that gap on them with some some games to come. A couple of defeats for Derby, who we thought were 
we're potentially going to go on one of those runs. I, I guess on the flip side of that, Barnsley is the team to be yeah. worrying about right now. But yeah, I I think the the clean sheets. I think I, I'm trying to. I was I joined Ben for his um, championship stream on Monday evening, and he asked me about what I thought of things. And I think the clean sheets and and be, becoming difficult to score against a game is huge for us. I, it would be good to have scored more against MK Dons. It would have been. Obviously, great to have scored against Bristol Rovers in Cambridge to turn those into victories, which on paper, I think we have to be, you know, that's that's the kind of target we should be setting. But overall, Seb, I'm positive. And Nathan Broadhead, Player of the Month, um, according to the official vote, I think he's come in and added some extra guile to our attack, something different. Obviously, some goals in there probably uh, will gloss over the... Should the, have had the another one MK. on Saturday, MK, yeah. But, but yeah, but I, I like the fact that um, he, him and Davis appear to be forging some kind of partnership. I think that bodes well as well. Players coming back from injury, Luongo being available, etc. So I think there are some positives in there. Of course, the wins, but other things kind of off the pitch and around the club that are positive. And obviously the interview we had last week as well with McKenna and uh, Ashton, which we, we talked about in the flagship, which was really positive as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah three clean shirts and the bounce. I said two wins and a bounce. Um, only three goals against. Um, so yeah, we we're building, aren't we? I think that's yeah, the way. Very to much so. It. We're getting back to what it was like at the start, where we were kind of, you know, we'll we'll talk Burton in a minute. Burton's an example at the start of the season where we kind of ground out a result. Maybe the one time this season we didn't deserve to get, Ooh. you know, the win from the game. But we're we're kind of going back to that a little bit now, and that's what we're going to need for this running. Was it thirteen games left to go? So I guess the running officially starts with ten to go, doesn't it? So we've got these two this week, Bolton next week, and then it's very much into the home straight. So yeah, looking looking positive. It's, it's good. It's this way around. If it had been. Forest Green and uh, MK at the start of February, you know, six points, everyone's happy, and then it starts to drift off a little bit, and we have a couple of draws. I think we'll be going into these two massive upcoming games away to Bolton and away to Barnsley with a little more trepidation than we are now. We're all pretty much in a good place, I think, given the last the last couple of weeks' results. Yeah, worth mentioning for folk who are mulling over their safe and risky predictions, which we'll do in a second. The fixtures for March after Burton. We've got Accrington on Tuesday, Bolton away. That's the real quiz. Shrewsbury at home. Um, I'm not sure whether I think their their promotional playoff bid has probably been seen off now. I think them and Wickham possibly too far away, aren't they? But nevertheless, yeah. a team on a good run. I'm having an excellent season. Then Barnsley away and, and into into the first of April, April Fool's Day, it's Derby away as well. So the that's the that's the real quiz, isn't it, Seb? <laughs> That's the real it is quiz. very much so. Yeah, we need to take care of business on Saturday and on Tuesday night before the start of these these massive runs. Let's have a look at the chat while Seb considers his safe and risky prediction. David, um, good to um, hear that you're making your trip over. No doubt see you around as well. Um, join everyone at the Greyhound, I think, probably. Um, Ashley's gone for a, a safe one, beat Burton. Yep, a risky. We will win at Barnsley. Loving that. Um, Lee, clean sheet against Accrington. Risky 3-0 win away at Bolton. Uh, Mark confirming, yeah, I think what we're suggesting, Seb, that we're, we're back in it. Um, Alex, evening to you. Um, Stephen, safe prediction, the home win, the Atkinson Tuesday, lucky prediction to win all the games in March. I love <laughs> the optimism. Amazing. That is what we want. Um, good morning, all from Brisbane. Um, Lesha White, is that? I'm going to help us with your, uh, get Seb to pronounce it. Um, but Brilliant. good to have you, our Australian contingent, um, growing contingent. Uh, Max, good to have you with us from Melbourne. Loving that. Um, East Coast representing, that's what we want. Um, Lee, at this time, moment of time, a win is a win. Don't care how many we score as long as it's three points. Quite agree with that. 
Um, Veronica, welcome to you, one of the Telegram VIP. So important we keep Luongo fit and Ball slash Pan are on their way back. Yeah, my risky prediction is we'll see one of those two um, in first team action before the end of the month. That's that's my risky prediction. Um, I hope it comes off. But talk to us about Luongo, Seb. He had a second half, uh, well, full second half, didn't he, at MK? Um, yeah, and it was, and it was, yeah, he did. It was more of the same that we saw against Forest Green, wasn't it? He's an accomplished player. He very rarely gives the ball away. He has a bit of physical presence. He certainly bulked up since we last had him, whenever it was, 10 years ago, when Mick pretty quickly decided he wasn't cut out for a rele- relegation battle. So if he can, I, I assume he'll start one of the next two games, either Burton or Accrington on Tuesday night, to get some more minutes into his into himself before those big games away at Bolton and Barnsley. And going into those games, I would just like to have him alongside Morsey to add that little bit of physicality and experience experience and and you know like i say he keeps the ball so so well so yeah another decent signing made in january that hopefully now is going to start to bear fruit and if we can get the likes of ball and and, and kamara back at some point they're just an added bonus aren't they yep um lisa i've got clarity um it's michael our good mate michael um so that's the australian spelling there a question from michael uh or, and it might be actually Michael, uh, Michael's wife, Lisa. So either way, question, is this the team for the running? We'll talk about whether we're going to make any rotation for Burton. But do you think in terms of successes for the month, has McKenna stumbled across his winning formula? I think so. I'd, I'd like to see consistency now, week in, week out. I mean, after Accrington, apart from Easter, where you get a quick turnaround of games, and I think isn't Port Vale on a Tuesday night at some point in April, it's mostly weekend to weekend now. So I think I'd like to see a settled side to to build some of, to steal Harry's phrase, covalent bonds and, uh-huh. you know, really look to kind of push on. And, and, and I think we have kind of stumbled across that now. The only thing I would say is that we have obviously Tyrese John Jules back on the grass, hopefully back soon. And I think, he could, be, I think he could be, I think he could be a really important player going into the last maybe 10 games or so of the season because he was absolute quality before he got injured Adam's got a point there yeah risky TJJ to score that would be great you know I think we've really missed him for the last three months he can play deeper in the 10 he can play in the left hand side where Broadhead and Harness have been filling in but he can lead the line as well and I think he's an excellent player who I, I would fancy having a moment before the end of the season I agree with that um I'm loving um Actually, just very quickly, um, for me, the top six is the top six. Don't see anyone um, underneath challenging. It's still yeah, it's still quite a few games to be played, but it feels like everything is kind of crystallising a little bit, doesn't it? Um, David's going for 10 points from the March fixtures, which is just below the... Is it five? It's two points per game, I think that would be, if we've got one. It two, would be, three, yeah. Four, Derby's five. The, in April, two points per game, five. I think, is what we're going for, isn't it? Um, I'm loving this one from Alex. Uh, the safe prediction, nowhere to get a red card at Oakwell. <laughs> uh, risky 6-0 win on Saturday would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, Max, I think Burton being on a decent run assists the way we play, less likely to want to park the bus, a bit more confidence in their team they may come to play. We will talk about that shortly. Um, and Lee, I still think the, um, yeah, a bit of discussion. Um, he's expecting the bus to be parked. Uh, John B, question Seb, the Dapro to get more starts? I think they've clearly identified that Hurst is on. We know we, we chased him for so long in the in the summer window, so clearly he's the one they wanted to fit the the pattern and the style of play. I thought he was excellent against MK Dons. He's really unlucky not to score. He had the one against Forest Green that he pulls down out the sky from Harry Clark and chips onto the top of the bar. He had a kind of dipping effort that the, the keeper tipped over in the second half on on Saturday, but his general all-round centre-forward play was great, and I I think he will start against Burton. I just really hope he gets himself a goal, and, and Ladapo is an excellent kind of deputy to come in, like, you know, 
know, McKenna tends to like to, to shift them out every now and again. So don't be surprised if Ladapo does come back in, maybe for the Tuesday game or one of the big away games. But, but I think the fact that Hurst is, you know, he's an expensive loan signing. It's who we wanted all summer long. They've probably got designs on making it permanent if they can in the summer. I expect to see him start the vast majority of games now. Safe prediction from Zoroark. Um, we, will, we will drop points this month. Hopefully not too many. His risky prediction, John Jules returns at Bolton likely as a sub. Seb, I'll give you my safe prediction. Um, George Hurst will score in the next two games. There's my safe prediction. Um, do you want to go next? My safe prediction is six points from the next two games. Okay. Risky prediction. I think I've already said it. Um, one of Ball or Kamara will feature in the first team before the end of the month. I'm um, maybe a, a hopeful prediction rather than a kind of a risky one, but um, I I'm, I quite like how suddenly magically someone a, a player appears from nowhere that we didn't expect. Maybe Lee yeah. Evans kind of just appears from nowhere because it was a ten week injury, wasn't it for him? So I'm not sure where that gets us to by the end of March, but keeping our fingers crossed because it would be really great to have those guys back in for the running, wouldn't it? I mean, talk about going from um, strength to strength in terms of our central midfield option, eh? So Definitely. Yeah. That would be that would be my call. What you're thinking in terms of riskiness? Can I include Derby in my risk? Can I include them in the fixture? My, my risky no, prediction no, is that... Okay. My <laughs> risky prediction, we'll get four points from Bolton and Barnsley. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, wouldn't it be great for one? And if you'd let me we... put Derby in, I'd have said seven. Wow. Okay. Seven. And let me do the maths. Yeah. Yeah. How? It, it works. Oh, two wins and a draw. Two wins and a draw. Wow. Yeah, two wins and a draw. It works. Confident. Well, there you go, Channing Tatum. Um, definitely agree. That's risky. and everyone that watches this show will know I am excellent at predictions. So <laughs> take that to the bank. We should have gone the other way around, shouldn't we? We're going to lose every match. No, 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 no. Let's not tempt fate. Uh, Lisa, when we get a goal from long throws, yeah, Harry Clark, I think is he's winding them up, isn't he? That will. I think we will figure that out at some point. Playoff final. Playoff like, last final. minute, straight on onto the George Hurst. Massive head. Wembley pitch. We, we all go nuts. Yeah. Uh, Gary uh, agree on her scoring. Um, David's going for a risky 15-point tally. Gary's going for six points. Nick's chiming with your thoughts there. Um, and Max, risky prediction down to win. Every game in March, safe prediction sometimes. <laughs> still to be moaning in April. Um, no comment, Max. No comment whatsoever. Um, FPL Tractor, yes, my predictions will be bad. I don't know if you're quoting Seb or just quoting yourself, FPL, but yeah. Um, lots. Of, well, we'll hold that thought, everyone, in predictions, because um, do you believe in miracles? There we go. Uh, let's talk quickly about ITFC women. A really great week for them. It's, uh, again, always kind of a strange mirror image with the men's and the women's team. I've, in, I've taken in, um, what is it, three games in the last uh, four or five days. Uh, MK Don Saturday, Watford win, which we sponsored, um, was great. Really great game management. And then a midweek game yesterday, Billericke, uh, a kind of a local derby. Another one there when clean sheets, um, wins on the board, third in the league, chasing down a couple of fearsome teams above them, but looking really positive. And Plymouth come to the AGL Arena on Sunday. Um, you can get your tickets in advance up to a Friday lunchtime, I think. So if you're listening to this now or listening to it first, first thing on Friday, do come and join us down the AGL. We've got a drum. Got my drum out of retirement, Seb, 20 years. And um, Mr. Waring, Megan, centre-back, Waring's father is also a drummer as well. So the two of us are making... Hell of a racket in trying to support the team. But Blue is probably one of the four teams in the Southern Premier at the moment. Um, but um, different opposition, certainly ITFC. It'll be interesting to see how town fare with the three-game week. But looking really positive, building momentum, etc. for the coming closing uh, five games out of eight, is it now? Or maybe four out of seven are at home as well. 
big opportunity. Oxford to come at home as well. It's kind of Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth at home vibes for the men's team. So yeah, do get involved. Come and support the team. Would really appreciate it. Get the numbers up and try and cheer them onto that title, which only gets them into a playoff spot, but nevertheless. It's crazy, isn't it? It's so, yeah, you do all this hard work and you're still not guaranteed. They've still got, is it two games in hand on the leaders as well, haven't they? They're five points behind with two games in hand, aren't they? So yeah, all all to play for going into this right? run of fixtures. I looked at the league table, yeah. I think Portsmouth might be the team in first, but I think they've yeah, played Portsmouth more Portsmouth the top and I think Oxford they're five the points ahead. Hunt, but we've got poor games in hand, so yeah. The, yeah, all to hunted. play for going into the running. Yeah. Worth noting as well that um, the Burton game is the designated her game two weekend fixture. Uh, ITFC women players will be in the fan zone, um, so available to chat and I'm sure sign stuff. And the ITFC Women's Official Sports Club will be also be in the fan zone if you want to have a chat about getting involved, either getting involved in making a racket at home games or potentially even travel for away games as well. So do get into the fan zone and have a chat with um, folks from ITFC Women and the uh, Women's Official Sports Club as well. Seb, should we talk about and I'm just going to check back through the chat. We've got a few more predictions. Um, Paul, safe. Connor C will hit the 20 goal mark. Risky. FFP will find us. Oh, come on, Paul. Blimey. I'm going to stop there before I read the rest of that, Paul. Come on. <laughs> Let's lift the mood. Lift the mood. We tried really hard with our narratives of March. Blimey. <laughs> FFP. What about going after FFP after Shipper Wednesday in Plymouth? That's the way to do it. Um Yes. There well, Alex setting us up quite nicely. Burton away was the only game I saw Hadme look. Why we signed him. him. <laughs> I think that was the entirety of the, the scouting plan for Hadme at the end of the window, wasn't it? He played well against yeah. us two weeks previously. We definitely did a striker. Let's go and get him. If you play well against Ipswich, they will sign they you. They will sign you. <laughs> Let's talk about Burton then. Probably amongst the form teams in the league right now, um, but had been really struggling. Um, talk to us about their situation right now, Seb. Yeah, they're doing all right, aren't they? They currently sit 18th in the league with 35 points. They're four points clear of the relegation zone. Played 32 games, won nine, drawn eight, lost 15, scored 40 goals and conceded 58. So they scored a lot more than all the sides around them, but only Forest Green in the league have conceded more. But But that's not really an accurate picture because they conceded something crazy like 24 in the first seven games when they couldn't buy a win for love nor money they were sat bottom of the league when Hasselbank goes with one point I think it was from the first seven games they conceded 24 and I think every week we did the predictions they were the whipping boys for the first kind of six seven weeks of the season weren't they we were saying they're they're the cannon fodder this year they're nailed on for relegation to league two but they've yeah they've they've pulled it around really well they've had a change of manager that we'll come on to and recently they're, they're doing okay their last six results are three wins that's Sorry, four wins, a loss and a draw. Uh, the away form, which is obviously relevant coming to Portman Road, is 19th in the table. They've taken 15 points from 16 games away from home, played 16, won four, drawn three, lost nine, scored 23 goals away from home in those 16 games. They do score goals away and conceded 25. So yeah, recent, recent form is decent and it's a massive turnaround from when they were really, really struggling back in September. And that success to try and take them away from the relegation zone is is built on beating the teams around them. They're a flat track bully, aren't they, really? Yeah. Uh, there are defeats, as you said, to teams you'd expect them to lose to, like Barnsley and, Port- and Portsmouth, but Morecambe in there as well, maybe a bit of a glitch in the matrix. But Bristol Rovers, Fleetwood, Forest Green, yeah. These are the teams you've got to beat, and, and that's working for them. And David, very generous, as always, with the super sticker. Thank you for that. Um, beers for you and the Greyhound on Saturday most definitely so thank you for your support if you want to do similarly and you're watching on YouTube there's a super chat button down the bottom near the super near the chat 
but just a thumbs up is all we ask. It helps nudge us up their algorithm, might bring a few more people um, over to join in the discussion as well. So that is the currency that we value on the YouTube stats. Nerd! Let's keep talking about Burton. Let's uh, last time out, Seba draw. Yeah, dull nil-nil uh, home to Accrington. Less possession, only 45% possession to Accrington's 55. 12 shots, though, to Accrington's six, so more shots. They came very close to winning it. They'd never cleared off the line. Uh, three shots on target to Accrington's one, so they, they should have won it. Uh, the manager came out afterwards and said that was, you know, three points. That should have been three points that night, but, you know, if you're down there, don't lose to the sides around you, and you can use it as a decent bedrock to, to kind of push on. The last time against us, we all remember it. Was it the third, fourth game of the season? Back in August, wasn't it? Had made kind of bullied our, our, our centre-backs. Walton makes a wonder save in the first minute or two by pushing an effort onto the crossbar. And I think, I mentioned it earlier, I think it's the one time this season we've picked up three points and maybe not really deserved it. We won it 1-0. Harness scores in the, the second half. He kind of, you know, picks up the ball, cuts inside and, and strikes from about, what was it, 20, 22 yards out. But I remember coming away from that one thinking a little bit like, oh, we, we probably were a bit lucky there to get the three points. Do you remember that one? Is that Was that your overriding feeling about that game as well? My overriding feeling was I really loved how we went about that because we were really under the cosh and we've always been labelled bottle jobs and do we have the, you know, the I'm trying to find the strength about a strength of character to dig in Fortitude. when it's going, when it's going t- when things aren't going for us and the fact we we found a way to score you know Long Ranger lovely goal lovely goal from um, Harness. I thought there was a lot that we could learn from that game. It was the fourth game of the season, by the way, to answer your question. Right. So that was my abiding memory is, is you kind of, if you can hang in there when you're not playing your best, still come away with the points that to me was going to bode well for the, for the rest of the campaign. And to be fair, we didn't lose a game until Plymouth in late September anyway. So we had a really cracking start. You know, there's that four game winning run, which Burton's the middle game in there, Shrewsbury after that, where you just felt confidence is built. And I think confidence comes from winning games like that. Yeah, no, great shout. Yeah. Let's talk to uh, about last season very briefly then. I mean, a, a pretty solid 16th yeah. place finish, isn't it? Finished 16th, 53 points, 13 points clear of relegation. So pretty, pretty pretty comfortable for them really they beat us very early on in the season 2-1 at the Pirelli I don't know if it's still the Pirelli is it at Burton they beat us 2-1 it was a very dubious goal from Joe Piggott it was an own goal we all know, we all know it was an own goal and Scott Fraser missed a penalty and we end up losing it was a quick free tick I think by by Powell wasn't it and someone lashes home and yeah it was another example of how Paul Cook couldn't really get things going I remember Vincent Young being torn apart down our right their left hand side and, and then it was a comfortable win in the return fixture in February as we kind of ground out those results under McKenna as we were looking to gate crash the playoffs. 3-0 victory. Jackson after, I think it was about 50 seconds or so, it was a very, very early goal from Jackson. Burns and Selena were the other goals to make it a comfortable a comfortable uh, win on the night. And that, that yeah. defeat in the first, second game of last season is our only defeat to Burton since we first met in 2016. I looked into it. In history. In the whole history, yeah, since a whopping 2016. Played 11 games. We've won nine. We've drawn one, which was an absolutely turgid nil-nil draw at home just before the... Yeah, the Norwich, the Chambers last minute, they equalised, yeah, game. Uh, and we lost the, the game we lost. Obviously, the only one we've lost was the one back in uh, uh, back in August 2022. So, yeah, so a, a very good record against them. Exactly right. Let's talk about January business because we talked about a lot of churn last week, didn't we? Um and Busy. there didn't appear to be a strategy behind the the churn last week. I'm trying to remember who they are. We were playing MK Dons. Yeah, this this feels like a churn for a good specific reason. Talk to us about the the kind of characters that they bring in. So. 
Yeah, it does and it doesn't. I mean, 11 arrivals, but the, the thing is, seven of them are loans. And I, I'm not, yeah. I don't know if they're potentially loans to maybe look to, you know, bring in. I guess they could do that. They're not necessarily big loans, big money loans from Premier League signings. There's a lot of loans from other sides at the same level. So maybe they've got an eye to doing kind of future permanent deals. They needed to bring in some goals. We'll discuss the players that left in a minute, but they did lose some goals out of the side. Chris McCann's brought a bit of experience in. He won't feature against, he's got an injury, but he's ex Burnley, Wigan, Oldham. He's 35 now, central midfield player. So he'll have a bit of experience. Craig McGivery is a goalkeeper from Charlton who's joined and established himself as the as the number one. Sam Lavelle, they, they kind of went to Charlton and that? kind of must have... Who was the sorry? keeper? Craig from Craig, Charlton. Yep, keep going. You know, from Charlton. Watch back the Charlton pod. I we were linked with him, there. weren't we? Were we not? don't know, were we? Yeah, Fair we enough. were. They kind of went to Charlton and basically said, who's not going to play for you for the next six months? We'll take them all. They got Sam Lavelle, yeah. who's a, a right-sided centre-back on loan. He's joined them, made his first start last weekend. Charlie Kirk was very highly rated at one point. Was he at Crew, I think? And he got a move yeah. to... Yeah, he was highly rated player, wasn't he? He's, he's, he's on loan there from Charlton. Kaiser play, kind of plays in that inside left, kind of inside right, kind of behind the behind the front three kind of role. Dale Taylor is a striker who's dropped down from the Premier League from Forest and joined on loan at the end of the season. And of course, Gassana Hadme went back there after some posturing and some brinksmanship halfway through the window where they said they couldn't possibly afford the deal that we were you know, prepared to do. Then very last minute, he ends up going back there, which is good for him because he, he wouldn't have featured. Really, he'd have got the occasional under 21, under 20, 23 game between now and May and you know we want him playing he's he, he missed out on the first couple of squads combination of illness and them having seven lone players so you can only have five at any one time but he he got off the bench uh, in the two games ago he started against Accrington so he is kind of making their way back a little bit now Mr. Mr. had a shocking miss last week against Accrington if you watch the <laughs> if you watch the highlights um big name departure though Seb yep go on give me the name Victor Adebaye June that's Got the one he moved he moved to Bolton, 11, game, 11 goals at the time of his transfer. So, yeah, I think it was five, 600,000. So that was a, a big, big loss. Lewis Malt as well. His loan was ended via injury. He went. Callum Butcher, where central defensive midfielder, went to Motherwell. Davis Keller Dunn, I think he scored against us. No, I think he scored against us for Oldham, didn't he? In the FA Cup last season, yeah, yeah, at Portman Road. He went to Mansfield. He had five goals and 16 appearances. So between him and the guy going to Bolton, they've lost kind of 16 goals there. Tyler Oniago, the central midfielder, was recalled by Everton and then prompt sent out to Forest Green so <laughs> I guess that's big dunk making a phone call and getting it yeah, getting a favour. Corian Darba obviously was there for the first half of the season, got recalled by us and ended up going to Fleetwood, presumably so they could then loan a Hadme given the loan rules and a match day squad. He only made seven appearances for them in the first half of the season. Very, very injury hit. They lost a couple of centre backs. Fraser Blake Tracy went to Swindon. Adrian Mariapa, ex Watford. Yeah, if you played football manager between sort of 2012 to the last couple of years, he was always a decent signing to pick up for the lower league sides. And they've got Mustafa Carriol is still there. Him of the 45-minute Lionel Messi performance against Preston away where he was incredible. Unplayable, to use a term that Ben absolutely hates. And then he promptly, didn't he throw up or something at half-time and don't think he was ever seen again. He's very much a bench option these days, but he is, uh, yeah, he's there as well. A a bit of a change in the guard, you know, feels like Dino Memory, the the manager, is definitely trying to assert himself and and restructure the squad isn't there lots of you've mentioned here lots of players being kind of 
let go. They cir- yeah, now. they they circulated basically a list like do you know what we did it under Roy Keane once. I think we circulated a list of about seven or eight players who Keane had decided Never weren't for him and again. very much on football manager if you just offer to clubs and see what happens. They kind of that some of the more established names people might have heard of. Michael Mancian is there. He was one that was offered out ex Forest, ex Chelsea. I think he came through. Maybe spent a bit of time in Holland as well. Uh, Cameron Borthwick Jackson was offered out. Charlie Larkin ended up going to Doncaster. I think it was the number one. Ben Garrett he went out as well. So yeah, kind of a they kind of dressed up that the official statement from the club said they needed new cha- these players needed new challenges. They wanted to reduce <laughs> the squad size to make it more manageable uh, as well. So I'm not entirely sure the players probably agreed with the new the new challenges line, but that's what the club were going for. That's a load of bollocks. I remember when I used to <laughs> delegate stuff to my my team that I didn't want to do. And it's it a great like, oh, learning it's opportunity. A development opportunity. Oh, yeah. It's like bullshit. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Mamria then. Um, replaced Floyd Hasselbank in September, um, previously the assistant manager. Um, and he's doing all right. Isn't really he? well. I think he's quite a character from what yep. we gather. Um, yep. Quite a fearsome presence on the touchline as well. Yeah, big guy, isn't he? Yeah, big, big muscular guy. Yeah, in, yeah the, the least shocking managerial change of all time was when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. I thought it was strange when he was always on soccer. He was still <laughs> employed by Burton, but he was always on soccer Saturday. On a Sunday, I was, you know, soccer Sunday, sorry, Gillette Soccer Sunday for the first you know, three weeks before he ended up moving on. I guess that kind of showed maybe where his priorities were. So yeah, Mamria takes charge. And since then, he's done really well. Like I said, when he took over, they were bottom of the league with a point from the first seven games conceded 24 odd goals and since then he's managed 32 games he's won 14 of them drawn seven lost 11 which is a points per game of 1.53 which comfortably keeps you up isn't it so yeah fair play to him he's had previous spells in charge of Oldham during the covid curtailed season and Stevenage as well so yeah you know doing a doing a really good job in difficult circumstances they're never going to have the biggest budget in the world and he's doing all right for them isn't he he is. Uh, he's changed the formation as well, said by the look of it. He has, yeah. They were very much a 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3. They used that 18 times so far this season. But recently, after... Sorry? The Paul Cook model, yeah. Keep going, the sorry. Paul Cook model, yeah. After after three straight defeats at the start of January, they changed it to a 3-4-1-2 uh, or a 3-4-2-1, kind of depending on who they're playing against. And they've used that for the last six games, which has only seen one defeat away at Port, uh, to Portsmouth. So, yeah, tactical change, which is, you know, reaped, reaped dividends. And there's some big names still in this squad. I like Oshalaji, he's decent. Winnell's mm. still there as well. Uh, we've got, we've mentioned McGillivray, he's decent. Um, Joe Powell's back from injury as well. You like him, don't you? Well. I'm sure. Yeah. Do you remember last year we did your player to watch? I'm sure you I, picked him. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's he, my list he got the, Matt O'Reilly and yeah. yeah. And he got the assist for their goal up at, at the Pirelli in early last season, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, the, the top goal scorer, Hadme, is actually still the joint <laughs> top goal scorer with three of all the players that are still there. Um, Sam Winnell, uh, fellow centre forward, has got three as well. And Thomas Hamer, who's kind of a right wing back, right wing, right forward, um, has contributed with, with, with three goals as well. He's also got five assists. He's their long throw specialist. So watch out for him lining one up to hurl kind of balls into the box. I mean, they're, they're a physical side. They're a big side. They don't mind going direct a little bit. And he's got some, um, yeah, some, some assists from long throws. And John Brayford's still there as well. Still going, yeah, he's still going. I think he had a bad injury last year, if I remember remember rightly, but he's made 29 starts so far this year. He's kind of fluctuated between right centre-back and he's almost playing as a right wing-back as things stand at the moment. So, yeah, still getting up and down for the uh, uh, just despite his age. 
And Stephen raising a very good point too. Their best players now out for the season. We mentioned one of them, but Winnell, yeah, and yeah. Terry Taylor, the central midfielder. They're both out for the season. Yeah, they've. Um, I think one of them was being managed, but they've they've had to succumb to operation, so they 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 won't feature. Joe Powell is back. He's missed the last. I think it was three months or so uh, with an injury. He's now back in the in the side. So expect to see him in central midfield on Saturday. And obviously they've got a problem with the striking position because Ahadme obviously can't play. Sam Winnell is injured, so they can either push Dale Taylor, the guy on loan from Forest who scored in his debut. He's a number 10. He can either push forward to become the guy leading the line or they could bring in Josh Walker who's kind of a bench striker option to lead the line. But they have got an issue there on Saturday with Ahadme injured and Winnell, Ahadme ineligible and Winnell injured. And you know that we like to go through the stats on this show. We'll focus on the away variants. And it's probably a surprising stat, Seb, in respect of goals scored. We mentioned it at the top of the show. Talk to us about their, their goal scored. They score plenty away from home. 23 goals scored away from the Pirelli is the sixth best in League One, just as an upcoming Accrington on Tuesday night is the worst. So, yeah, they, they, they happily score goals. They've scored more goals away from home than Derby and Sheffield Wednesday. So they're, they're certainly not shy away from home. 14 have come from open play, seven from set pieces, which is the joint second with ITFC. I mentioned earlier they're a physical side. So watch out for that set piece threat and that kind of long throw threat. Uh, they're 13th for the most shots per game. So it's not a typical you know relegation side where they're not, they're not really shooting. They're pretty comfortable in there with 11 per game and four of which tend to be on target. So, yeah, a side that is perfectly comfortable to set up and score goals away from home and the xg stats which we like to we will briefly canter through the xg stats 1.35 in their away games the 11th best in the division which chimes with the goal score tally and you know 1.4 goals per game away suggests that they are creating and scoring the chances that you'd expect them to so performance is is par i guess in respect of their xg um possession i guess not a surprise that it's pretty low and accuracy also pretty low yeah, 45% possession away from home is only the 18th in the league. So, yeah, not not great. 63% passing accuracy is 20th. So, again, you kind of mirrors where they are in the in the table. They're not afraid to go direct, like I said earlier, when they need to. The long throws, they average 79 long balls away from home as well, which is the joint sixth highest in the league. So, don't be surprised. I guess if they had a Hadme up front, it would make a big, big difference maybe to launching those balls. I'm not entirely sure that Dale Taylor is the kind of player that will offer that same thing. But, but don't be surprised if they start to go long and do expect a long throw threat from them. Yes. And the goals against stats, though, tell another story, don't they? Yeah, away from home, 35 conceded, which is the worst in the league overall. Forest Green have conceded more, but away from home, it's out and out. With them. But but it's all kind of these these stats are skewed by those first few games of the season, you know, where they were conceding goals left, right and centre for fun. Uh, 31 goals away from home in open play is by, by far the worst in the league by seven. I think 25 or so, 24 is the, the next worst. Uh, 15 shots per game on average conceded to the opposition is the fourth worst in the league. They're not great. Interceptions, only eight per game, which is 23rd. So... Yeah, they, they're a side that, although they are skewed by those first few games of the season, we certainly should be looking to get some chances against them on the weekend. Yeah, XGA 1.74, which is the 18th best in the league. They're actually conceding way more than their XGA. So performance, they're letting shipping in more goals and really they should from the chances they're creating, which is a familiar pattern for teams down the bottom of the league. But there are some positive Stats in the defensive phase, uh, third for aerial duels, which is pretty good. I guess if you're going to go high and direct, you need to be able to win the ball, don't you? So that makes sense. And three goals conceded from set piece, uh, only three goals conceded from set pieces, the joint fourth best in the division. Don't concede too many yellow cards away from home, um, but fifth for highest fouls away. Um, 
12 on average per game. So, yeah, I, th- I think probably the stats bear out what we'd expect from Burton. Probably the surprise is the goals scored. So that will hopefully bode well for an, an open game, which obviously Town will yeah. want to maybe pick them off perhaps. But yeah, some mitigating circumstances with personnel perhaps. What, one other stat that I found, which is quite interesting, if if uh, based on away performances, they'd be their 14th um, in the away league table at half time. So based on their away performances, um, not too bad performance in the first half of matches away, but second half, they're 21st. So definitely a first half team. Um, so the risk that they could get picked off, perhaps we shall wait and see. Um, we will be back um, after this to um, have a look in the chat. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Let's have a look at the chats. Um, lots of thoughts on Ipswich, which we'll come to in a second and what we do about selection. But first, the FPL tractor with a risky prediction. Andy Warren leaves the Kings of Anglia for Blue Monday in a big Money move, yeah. Tens so if we're, if we're the Bent and Coochie, does that make Andy Warren the Marcus Stewart, presumably? Yeah, well, you're kind of, you need to get your I know, I'm, I know I'm Mick yeah. juggling eras, but we spent no money that time of year. This yeah, time. you're the David Johnson and I'm the Richard Naylor. Oh, take that. <laughs> yeah. Take that every day Stewart. Yeah, well, we need to come and get me plea from Andy Warren, I think, FPL Tractor, to initiate that move. So, yeah, did, if you uh, listen to this week's um, 
Kings Kings of Anglia did not go down well. And then I saw Ross at the women's game on Wednesday and joked that he was my second favourite. So that's 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 been discussed you, as well. Yeah, put the I cat guess, yeah. amongst the pigeons even more there. So um, uh, good evening to our friends at the Kings of Anglia. Uh, Lee's going to go for an unchanged team. The exception maybe being Luongo in for. Humphreys, he wants to see um, certainly more game time for Luongo ahead of Bolton and Barnsley, the real quiz, as we keep saying. Um, a, um, I'd like to see Jackson get a start in place of Burns. Um, we'll be interesting to get your thoughts on that, Seb. Um, Lee, it'd be good to see Clark and Burns click. I think that's where that's chimes with my perspective on, on that situation. I mentioned it on the flagship show. I think there'll be a point where that pair, the Covell and Bonds, our friend yeah. Harry from Bath, um, I, I think that will suddenly bear fruit in a big way, particularly if we can get the pace of our passing right and get Burns in behind. I think it's a real threat. And I think McKenna probably wants to give that partnership some time. So Jackson came on against MK, said didn't really excite me too much. No, I mean, like I, I agree with the Burns logic. I would give him these easier games to help build that relationship with Clark before the likes of Bolton and Barnsley. You know, Clark has obviously been bought in as the, the number one first choice right back. We know what Wes Burns can do. I mean, we're saying he's had a poor season. I think he's still got half a dozen goals and half a dozen assists. You know, he's probably still up there in the goal contributions column. So it just hasn't been the kind of, I think this time last year, he was probably on about 10 or so. So, you know, it's been a drop off year on year, but but maybe he over, you know, over exceeded uh, expectations last year, and we're just seeing kind of a, a return to the, the the player we probably thought maybe we were getting. But but I would leave them as a partnership to help develop. Like you say, you've got two home games now. Two, dare I say, relatively should be straightforward, should be comfortable victory games, um, and I think it's a great chance for them to keep building up that relationship before the bigger tests to come. Agreed. Uh, Suffolk lads, uh, score predictions. We will come to score predictions. We want your predictions as well in the chat. Lineup thoughts as well. Um, very welcome. Ian, uh, favourite Darlington fan back. Hope you're doing all right, Ian, as well. Thank you for joining us. Love it when um, fans from other clubs join us. Um, Lisa slash Michael, sounds like town to take a 1-0 lead, then bring on Lee slash JD for the last 20 minutes. I think that's been the model for most of the season, as it said. I mean, Leaf Davis gets through a large amount of work down that left-hand side, doesn't he? So it's not surprising necessarily that he doesn't finish the 490, does it? No, yeah, not surprised. Like we don't really see Lee anymore, do we? If if Danassian's the bench option, then he because he can cover all the positions, he tends to be the one that kind of you know sees out the the defensive and they, and they load the bench with the rest of attacking players. So JD potentially could make that move into the left back channel if he needed to. But I think we'll see De- uh, Davis play more kind of ninety-ish minute games because of a you know a lack of options in an attempt to kind of make sure that bench is an attacking as as, as possible with as many game changes as possible. Yep, Lee wants to get Jackson on it. 60 minutes to run them ragged. I think definitely feels like a game for, for Jackson, maybe. Um, Max supporting Burns here. Um, looks a bit leggy. Um, wasn't yeah. Harness signed to cover Burns if he went to the World Cup. Um, Harness could play wide right. I quite like that shout as well, Seb. Yeah, he's done it before a couple of times for us, hasn't he? I remember when he signed, they mentioned that, saying if Burns does go off for a month in November, Harness is the logical kind of player to slip in there. We've seen Edwards play there a couple of times recently. Jackson obviously <laughs> tends to be the main understudy, so we've got an awful lot of options there. But I just think, I don't know what it is about Burns. I mean, maybe he's bulked up. But he looks a bit bigger. Maybe he's bulked up a bit over the summer and lost a yard of, of pace. He's clearly got a bit of a confidence issue because he doesn't like knocking the ball past a player and just destroying them for pace anymore. But, you know, he's, he's, he's still a superb player he's a big game player as well that's what I like about Burns he always tends to turn up in those big games so given the likes of Bolton Barnsley and Derby away I'd have him in every time because in the past he has delivered in those big moments he has 
if they're attracted, I play Luongo for 60 minutes tomorrow or or Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, probably Humphreys on Tuesday, then Luongo for the real quiz. But that's kind of the phrase of the day, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> what else have we got? We've got predictions coming in as well. Uh, do give us more of those. We'll go there in a second. Um, Seb, I'm going to freak you out. Um, and what? I'm relying on JG's honesty here. And um, there's a spider behind you on the wall, Seb. Seb's not good with spiders. Um, oh no, it's gone. It's gone. Where is it gone? Where's it gone? Um, what? I hope this is a wind up. I don't know. I, 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 this could be this could be YouTube gold. You might see a grown man cry if a spider comes anywhere near him. Yeah, I hope that's a, a, a wind up. Actually, summarize it really well for me. Don't believe Burns is actually having a bad season, just being relied on far less than well less his words than last season agree with that and ian's given us a thumbs up thank you i also spotted ben um southgate um on my mate from primary school so give us a thumbs up well from down under uh, do pop us a thumbs up if you're watching on youtube particularly uh, helps us nudge uh, us our algorithms and nerdy ai it's not ai is it but you know what i mean so it let's move on before i start spouting nonsense um keep things the same pretty much yeah, I would yeah, go, go for consistency. I think I agree with FPL. I'd like to see Luongo get kind of an hour under his belt and then Humphreys comes on for the last 30 and then rest him or maybe give him 15, 20 minutes against Accrington before those big games away. <laughs> Brilliant. Those big games away from home. It's a good chance to get some more minutes in, under his belt. Apart from that, I think I would leave it all the same, to be honest. I don't think I'd change too much. You're right there. You, you just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just worried about the spider in your neck of the woods. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd keep most of the same. I expect Hurst to start up front, Broadhead, Chaplin, and Burns to be the ones behind the the back three and the uh, sorry behind the, uh, the three behind the striker. And the defence picks itself these days. It'll be Clark, Wolfenden, Burgess, and Burgess uh, and and Davis, won't it? Yep. Well, we'll do score predictions as I said in a second. Let's do some pluggery hashtag pluggery uh, as always we're brought to you in partnership with the grounds um the ultimate pre-match venue for saturday and any other time of the week frankly go head down to the ground and see the lovely people down there um we do love talking about um telegram as well um exclusive q a with our good friend andy warren the best member of the kings of anglia as well so that's an exclusive <laughs> only for members of the telegram group and um, do get uh, if you get the free trial that'll be available to you and we'd hope you stick around after that because it's, it's we've really enjoyed that merch uh some point we'll have a promo we'll let you know about that but if you want something with a blue monday logo on head to blue monday itfc.co.uk and all the links that you need are there. And the flagship show is back, as usual, Sunday evening, 8pm. Ben in the host chair, Craig and Dave talking about Burton. And early warning, Seb and Mikey will be doing their usual Tuesday night post-match live reaction after Accrington. So do, do join them for them. Do join them for them. Yeah, whatever. Join them for them. Join, join them for them. And I'll try and run up the road and join if I can as well. So plenty of stuff going on, as always, on the podcast. And do leave us a review. Do us thumbs up, as we've mentioned. And I think, Seb... Uh, I think that's the main business, and that's probably it for this week, isn't it? No, let's go to the best feature ever created for a podcast. You what a feature. Did miracles. Look at this. Look at the green on that, Deb. A well-thought-through, planned topic that, yeah, is a brilliant, integral part of the pre-match show. Yeah, long may the predictions feature continue. <laughs> Look at all that right. green. Look at it. I know. I don't have never have I'm I thought the Sheffield I Wednesday that. of the predictions league last week. Just nothing but green. Nothing but green. All wins. Yeah, fair play. Well done. Um, a, di- a difficult week for Paul, um, who we met uh, at MK. Um, 
And I think this will be his last week, but we thank Paul for his efforts. Definitely, definitely started like a Paul Lambert team and has probably <laughs> dropped off a little bit. So apologies for that, Paul, but we do appreciate your contribution. So thank you for that. And I think we've got someone lined up as well. I think it might be Mark on the Telegram group. So another reason to join the Telegram group is you get to be cannon fodder for the best predictors in the game, Seb and I. Let's start looking ahead to the weekend. As I said, um, get your predictions in the comments as well. We'll definitely go through those um, and see what the mood is amongst the chat. Uh, let's start with um, elsewhere, Seb. Some Again, some interesting fixtures. Uh, Bolton, where more can probably less interesting. We're all expecting should be straightforward, shouldn't to, it? Yeah. yeah, goal scoreline, one or two there. A uh, bit of a relegation battle out Grinton Forest Green. Bristol Rovers, Barnsley. Could this be Joey Barton's last game in charge of Bristol Rovers, Seb? <laughs> oh, yeah, but again, we've all gone for comfortable Barnsley wins, haven't we? The, there's nothing really standing out this week. The last few weeks we've been quite lucky because quite a lot of the top six have been playing each other, haven't we? That's not the case this week. There's no kind of fixture you look at and think, oh, brilliant, somebody's definitely going to be be dropping points. And we'll come on to Sheffield Wednesday in a minute. But apart from that, it's, it's pretty much a week of what should be, in theory, kind of routine, straightforward wins for the, the top six, I would suggest. Derby Shrewsbury is an interesting one, but I think you and I both expect Derby to to come out on top on that one. Paul's going for a, maybe a hopeful draw. Uh, as always, Lincoln, whoever they play, is um, it's managerless Oxford this week, but we're still expecting the one. Or I think Lincoln might. I think Lincoln might win that one actually. Ah, uh, one all. Uh, Plymouth Charlton when again Paul is going for a hopeful one all. Plymouth home form probably enough, isn't it? Said, but definitely yeah, that's I've gone. A, a narrow win I've gone for for them. They're, they're not in the best of form. We've cut the gap from ten points down to five, so we are hunting them down. But yeah, I think I, I think they'll win that one. I don't expect them to drop points at that one. Sheffield Wednesday, Peterborough is an interesting one. Um, Peterborough. Uh, Have you just to... copied my scores this week? Because you get my scores early, don't you? I send you the script halfway through the day, and I've got a feeling there's some shenanigans going on. Here. Yeah, that's, that's worked for me all you, of the rest got, of the season, hasn't it? I've got you running scared this week after my amazing performance last week, so you're starting to... Uh, I think yeah, you finally starting... just figured it out, mate. You figured it out to play the game. It's taken you blooming... I, really, I assure you, I really haven't. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it yeah, was absolute potluck. I think Sheffield, uh, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday would be do well to drop points at home. I think in that one, but Paul's yeah. hopeful again. And Wickham, we're expecting them to bounce back after disappointment. Matt Bloomfield, um, first win for him. Where we're predicting their one nil probably because Exeter, I think, are on a bit of a bad run. But Ipswich Burton, let's focus on that two 0 We're both going for two goal margins. You're going for a three one. I'm going for a two nil. Paul's gone for a two one. He's obviously seen the scoring stats, um, but no surprises there. Really, Seb. Um, no, it should, yeah, and, and if we've got designs on the top two, we simply have to, you know, swap Burton and Accrington to one side and pick up maximum points, don't we? I think they'll score. I think they'll be, you know, high balls into the box, the long throw threat. So I, I think they will score. I'm not expecting a clean sheet in this one, but I, but I think we'll comfortably get two or three goals. So it should be relatively straightforward. More of a confidence builder again going into Tuesday night against Accrington before the the big the big boys on the horizon. The big boys and Dave's going for a two nil. Home win, we've got Eric with a 2-1 Town Ladapo to start. Steven's going for a 2-0. Uh, what else have we got? A nervy 2-1 win there for Lee. 
Um, I don't think it'll be as easy as, as as the likes of Forest Green and stuff. I think it will be a you know a more a more difficult game there. Like like we've said, the stat support. You know, they're, they're, I don't expect a low block from them. Maybe more so Accrington on Tuesday night. But I think Burton will come here and try and give us a decent game. But but in some ways that kind of plays into our hands, doesn't it? You know, the sides that come to take us on and try and play football against us and look to play relatively open games, we tend to just you know kind of routinely roll over. So although I don't I don't think they'll be parking men behind the ball with a low block, etc. Um, I, I, I I think it should be pretty straightforward to be honest. Oh, Dirk, you need to stop saying these words. Uh, Lee's go for it, Nervy 2 when I think I've done that one. Um, Max Town 2 0, um, hard to score against again. Broadhead and Hurst looking sharp, goals will come. Uh, JG's he's sorting your chair, the spider said, might be brilliant. Blending in with your shirt. This is great as well because I suffer from night terrors. So on behalf of my partner, <laughs> thanks everyone. Yeah, thanks for this. And have nightmares, kids. Um, yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, 2-1 after going behind. John B. Very, very specific. Lisa Stash, Michael, 3-1 stand. Hurst to score two. There you go. Oh, love that. The confidence. And John B. Sheffield Wednesday have to drop points soon, surely. I think they're off into this. Distance. I think I think the league is theirs. I think they're relentless. It was another 1-0 victory against Charlton last weekend, wasn't it? So, yeah, I think they're now just steamrolling teams. They're in absolute top form, and I don't think they'll drop many more points. Now, I think the league is theirs. We will be back next week if Seb has won and talking all about the feature. Um, and otherwise, we'll see what's what. No, I'm next not on week. next week, am I? I'm not on the predictions next week. Oh, I'm on the, the pre match next week. Got it. I'll yeah, dial in for the darling. segment if I'm we'll pre record it. We'll pre record it. Because you love the feature leave. now, because obviously it's your favorite feature now. It's yeah. a well thought through feature. I think it's Weeks a brilliant a feature that football, isn't it? you came up with in the summer and I championed the idea. And there have been times this season where you've wanted to get rid of it. And I've said, no, stick with it. I think it's a it's great. It builds some audience yeah. participation. It requires skill and thoughtfulness. And I'm I'm delighted that it's been kept around. There you go. Well, thank you again to Paul. Um, and we will see how his successor gets on next week as well. And we'll figure out a way that Seb can contribute to the predictions, or maybe he won't. We'll see what happens <laughs> over the weekend. Thank you, everyone, for your predictions as well. Thank you, everyone, who's made it this far. The numbers are probably the best they've been all night. So apologies. We are drawing things to a conclusion. But worth mentioning, again, Flagship Show will be back on Sunday night, 8 p.m., uh, talking about, all about Burton with Ben, with Craig and Double D. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know you're watching. We always love hearing from folks on a match day as well. So give us a heads up if you're flying over like one of our Telegram members is right now for the game. Um, do let us know. We always try and retweet those as well. Uh, do head down to the fan zone, see ITFC Women, ITFC WOSC as well for her game two weekend. Try and get down to the Plymouth game if you can as well. Uh, would appreciate the support there. Come and see me bang the drums. Um, always good to see that and blue monday itc.co.uk for everything else you need on what's going on on the podcast our feeds our social media all that kind of cool stuff merch telegram links as well all there as well don't forget the andy warren exclusive q a on our telegram as well thank you to the greyhound thank you to innovation labs and thank you seb i'll let you have the last word thank you mate better luck in the predictions next week hopefully for you have a great time everybody going on the weekend it's a big three game week now we'll see burton on saturday accrington on tuesday and then bolton next week so here's to hopefully at least seven points from those three games nine would be amazing it's a big crowd again 24 25000 so the weather's getting nicer football's getting better we're coming into the business end of the season everyone enjoy it and come on you blues
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.